your human mind is faulty. It was designed for the wild, for nature, for small groups, not for a modern environment with social media and 8 billion humans all having their own opinions, conceptions, biases, agendas, incentives, disincentives. So I write a newsletter, The Better Human Newsletter. And I say, I guess you could say controversial things from time to time. I challenge authority. I challenge almost everything the mainstream narrative is, mainstream media, what most people accept just blindly because they haven't really thought about it because everybody else accepts it. I challenge all that. I challenge every ounce of authority there is. That's just my thing. I believe we need more humans doing that. Really, if you actually understand how good ideas are formed, they're challenged. They're stress tested, which is, that's what's so bizarre, this idea of trust the science, because science is not conclusive. There are very few things in quote unquote science that have been proven true. You have to be able to falsify them. And almost all modern research, especially with large swaths of humans or things like the climate, cannot be put into a laboratory, cannot be controlled for all variables, and then produce a single specific outcome. You cannot do it. It's quite literally impossible, which is why you get research that suggests correlations and maybes and what ifs. People don't understand how science is done. So they think somebody on TV who's a scientist, they think that person must have read through thousands and thousands of papers and come to a reasonable conclusion. They assume that they have no monetary incentive in the matter whatsoever, whatever. It's just like completely and utterly ridiculous in every way. When you understand how research is done, how faulty it is, how faulty the peer review system is, and then you understand just from a first principles perspective of how You can't falsify certain things. It's quite literally impossible to prove them, which is why Socrates, even 2000 plus years ago, said that he knew he knew nothing because he understood the dangers of having rigid beliefs about things. All it did was set you up for being wrong because things change. The universe is constantly in flux. So I get these toxic replies to newsletters sometimes because people, what they need to do when you create cognitive dissonance in their mind, they need to attack you. They need to say their piece so then they can feel better about themselves. They can get one over on you and disprove you, attack you in some way so that the dissonance you created can be dissipated so that they don't have to think about it, so they don't have to change their mind or deal with this inconvenient bit of information. I sometimes reply, but the first thing that comes to my mind every single time when I hear this is I think about the person and their anger and how the irony of this is, the fact that they're replying to me and they're angry I did them a favor. They should be pulling on that thread. Why is this thing upsetting them? What thing do they not understand or had they not delved into enough? Because if you've really done your research on an idea, then somebody saying something that is contrary to that idea should not bother you in the least. In fact, you should nod your head because you've already done your research and you understand where they're coming from. Most people usually have a point. They just don't have all the points. It's maybe a misguided point or a not fully vetted out point. So if you've done your research, you understand where they're coming from. It doesn't bother you at all. But when it does bother you, and here's the point, when it does bother you, that's a sign you haven't done the work. That's a sign that maybe there's some truth there that you haven't actually uncovered. Of course, people don't want to do effort. They want to believe what they want to believe. There's things like crony beliefs where beliefs benefit them in some way, monetarily, relationship-wise, etc. And very few people out there are truly independent critical thinkers and are willing to challenge authority and to challenge their upbringing, to challenge themselves, to challenge what they think they know. So I guess the one call to action is that if somebody says something that bothers you, understand why. You should be able to argue the opposite point of everything you believe better than the person that might actually believe that thing. You don't have to believe it, but you should be able to argue it better. You should be able to play devil's advocate to every single idea you have. Most people can't even fathom the idea of thinking 
that there's a possible other truth out there that is counter to what they think or believe. Even to broach that in their mind creates pain, creates that dissonance. So here are a couple of mental mistakes I see often with people. Ad hominem. This is a very common in politics and whatever. It makes me think of monkeys flinging shit. It's like you get two guys on a podium. They're both trying to become the president of the United States and they throw shit at each other, attacking each other. And they spend very little time on the topics at hand. It's kind of ridiculous. But ad hominem is when you attack the person and not the idea, right? It's kind of a sleight of hand because the conversation very quickly returns to we're talking about each person and then this person's defending that and whatever. And it's a about the person and not about the idea. The question itself might have been abortion or gun rights or this or that. And then they'll start talking about tax contributions and this and conflicts of interest. And this person said that one time or whatever. It's completely and utterly ridiculous, but it happens all the time. Another one you see, which is one of the core foundational biases that almost all of them are built on top of is confirmation bias. We see what we want to see. We don't see what we don't want to see. And then when we really want to believe something, we'll find every bit of information to support that belief. And when we really don't want to believe something, we will ignore every bit of information that comes our way that might support that. Recency bias is a, it's a tricky one because it relates to your memory. Now, there's been tons of studies that show the faultiness of the human memory. There's people that have been thrown in jail for years because of a faulty eyewitness account. Recency bias is basically when you recall a memory, whatever's going on recently, if you're in a good mood, a bad mood, if this thing has happened recently or that thing has happened recently, when you recall that memory... It is influenced by what's going on recently or what has happened for you recently. So you will completely change your opinion every time you recall a memory. Now, most people think that memory is like a hard drive where they can recall a perfect video or image of a certain memory, but that's not how it happens at all. Your mind is not a hard drive that has perfect recall. Your mind influences every single thought, feeling, and emotion and memory that it recalls to the forefront of your consciousness. Every time it does that, it influences it. It adds something or takes something away. This is another reason why Socrates said, I know that I know nothing. Because even your memory, even maybe something that happened 10 minutes ago and you were angry, you might not even remember what you said. You might be convinced you said this thing or that thing. But eyewitness said you said this. And maybe they're a little bit more to be trusted because they're not really emotional, whereas you were emotional. But maybe you're both wrong. Who knows? It's impossible to know. So the only thing you should know is that you know actually nothing. You can't know. We need more uncertainty in a world that tries to pretend everything is certain, that tries to pretend everything is settled. But it's not. It's so far from that, it's not even funny. Now, there are many, many more biases. I mean, I think there's like over 100 that have been firmly established, but there's probably even more than that. Let's simplify this though. You want to arm yourself with this simple heuristic and you can use this in your everyday life. One, remind yourself that you're probably wrong. Even if you're only partly wrong, that means you're not completely right. It's kind of hard to think about because the human mind is all or nothing, black or white, safe, unsafe, good, bad. We want these binary things, but in the crazy chaotic world, it's a spectrum. It's like the golden mean Aristotle observed in nature. Most things find equilibrium somewhere in the middle. You could say that grayness. There are very few things that are defined by absolute binaries. So remind yourself that you probably want is number one. Number two, as Socrates said, know that you know nothing. Create an empty blank state of your mind. Keep it completely unattached to ideas. Have certainty as the defining property of your mind rather than certainty. This will keep you open to information. This will allow you in real time to assimilate information that's coming at you. Devoid of emotion, devoid of bias and preconceived ideas or whatever. I mean, hopefully, you probably won't do it perfectly, but you want to remove yourself as much as possible from your ego and from crony beliefs and from what you want to believe and et cetera. 
so that you can come to a conclusion or at least a reasonable idea of what might be right in real time. This will have you be less wrong. Number four, say maybe a lot. Shrug your shoulders a lot. When somebody says, what do you think about this? You're like, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. People expect you to have this rapid fire answer for everything, to have thought about everything and to be able to make an opinion on everything. It's ridiculous. And five, for the love of whatever you deem holy, stop getting upset at others when your brain is struggling to open itself. If somebody says something that challenges your beliefs, take that as a sign to do some work. Take it as an opportunity to expand your mind in that moment and either add to your existing knowledge base or completely destroy something that's in there that needs to be destroyed. Either way, it's going to benefit you. Whereas getting angry and attacking somebody else makes you more rigid in your beliefs and that will over time be a liability and can lead to ruin. Get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co. 